0: Mayday! Mayday! It's time for another Erasable Call-In Show! Yay! (laughs) (laughs) This is episode (laughs) 95 of the Erasable Podcast... May we present a special welcome to all of our live stream listeners on this fine Tuesday night, the 1st of May. For those of you listening at home, you will get a chance to a little later to call in and ask Andy, Tim, and Johnny, that's me, anything by pencils. I'm Johnny, and I'm joined by Andy and Tim. This is going to be fun and wacky and very high tech. So hello, how are you guys doing? Hello, good. Super that high check. One take. <laughs> yeah, that one take went
1: yeah. off the rails there at the yeah. end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, it worked. Hey Johnny. Like, cross your fingers for technology tonight. <laughs> What's he gonna say next? He's off <laughs> yeah. script. He's you off never script. know.
2: You never know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Not one of those words. Uh, no.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's it's getting warm here on the East Coast. Hmm. I don't know about you. I mean, not Andy with his perfect weather all the time.
2: Well, yeah. It's it's been a little chilly lately. It's been about sixty degrees here for like the last two months. So
1: man, <laughs> winter is coming. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's yes. good here. It's been warm. It's like that time of year where it's thirty-five at night, and then during the day it's like seventy-five. So it's really weird.
0: But oh man, we're getting like eighties and nineties the next couple of days. Dang. Good thing there's no climate change. <laughs> we know what we're getting. So a little later, we'll put a link in the chat if you're on our live chat. And if you're not on our live chat, then you can't ask a question anyway. Or I guess it'll go through our social media channels, but you'll be able to fill out a form with your information, your question, and your phone number. And then Andy will work some computer's magic and call <laughs> you. And you can ask us your question live on the podcast. And then also... Everyone will hear it later, but edit it for if you accidentally cuss or say um as often as I do. <laughs> I'll
2: just yeah. press the beep button and the boop button, and then it will be—you'll be connected.
0: Science. Beep, boop. <laughs> yeah, so, would I jump right into tools of the trade? Yeah. Do you want to go first, Andy? Sure.
2: Um, what am I consuming? Katie and I watched a. Um, actually, it was surprisingly good. You know how often on Netflix you'll see those like documentaries, like like the world's most extreme homes or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) There is a British one called the world's most extraordinary homes that we were expecting (laughs) to be very similar. Um, And it's not. It's amazing. Um, You you turn it on. There's two hosts. There's a woman who is an actress and a guy who is an architect. And they basically go to, um, like each episode is themed by coast or forest or mountain. And they go to four homes that are just really amazing um, like within that landscape and it's kind of kind of an architecture lesson like they actually kind of treat the viewer uh, intelligently and they talk about like you know the intention of this and how this blends into the landscape and this building material is made with this which is the best way to do it and it's it, I mean there's certainly extraordinary homes but what's really amazing is just um, the way that they talk about it like they they talk about capital A architecture for example which I think is really interesting so uh, if you like those kind of shows but you really just want to um, like actually learn something and not just have like Americans talking at you and like a Flintstones house <laughs> uh, check, check this show out cool. <laughs> um, and then I'm writing um, I, I can't remember somebody in the group posted that they bought some uh, Mitsubishi Uni penmanship pencils um, on Amazon. Uh, there's a three pack for like like six bucks. So I, I bought some. Um, I just really love these. They have like a big thick gold band and a black band. Uh, they're in 4B. They have 4B and 6B. And they're triangular. It's the ones that have a really thick core. And I sharpened it with my Classroom Friendly Pencil Sharpener and now it looks incredible. Oh, man! So <laughs> I'm writing with that uh, on uh, the only notepad that is Like supple enough to handle this, like this lead, which is the right notepads notepad. Did we we talked about that on the show, right? Which one is that? uh, It's their notepad. It's their just just big notepad, like just glue in the top and and big thick paper with like a monogram, like a letterpress on the top. Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, Um, I'm using the pineapple one right now, which has a really beautiful detail on it. Um, It is. Yeah, I think I talked before about how the paper isn't my favorite in the world. It's not very toothy. It feels a little coated, but um, I still like it. I think it looks really good. How about you? How about you, Tim?
1: I discovered a pretty amazing album today. I thought I'd share. Do you guys watch Bob's Burgers? Sometimes. Um, For uh, Archer, (laughs) Uh, but John Benjamin, the voice of Bob. Excuse me. Uh, I found out that he had an album. Have you heard of this? What? No. It's called Well I Should Have with an asterisk. And then on the bottom, there's a subtitle. There's there's a little subtitle that says, Well I Should Have Learned to Play Piano. Uh, And the artist that the album is under is John Benjamin Jazz Daredevil. So (laughs) he basically, uh, John Benjamin hired uh, three. Legit, like really good jazz musicians, uh, to come to a studio to help him cut an album, (laughs) Uh but he doesn't play piano, (laughs) so uh, he's playing piano and he has a saxophone, drums, and uh, and bass, and he sits down to make this album with him, but he's never played piano before, (laughs) so he's just like making jazzy sounds, like trying to like fake it the entire time, and it is an entire album. Um, It's and it is hilarious. It's a comedy album. Is what, what he's going for, but um, it's it's definitely worth uh, worth, <laughs> worth looking up on Spotify because he does it with like total confidence. You can kind of hear him in the background, do, like uh, shouting things out to the band. He's like, "Here it comes, here <laughs> comes," <Yeah. laughs> and then his voice. But uh, it's really it's it's hilarious. Well, I should have learned to play piano. He, and there's a video I put in the show notes where it's kind of like a mini documentary leading up to it. And this was released on Sub Pop, like a real um, real label. Hmm. But obviously, it was a joke. But
2: It's the new William Shatner um, <laughs> speaking yeah. his jazz album.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he, I found out about it on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, because he was the, ho- or the big guest this past week. But uh, yeah, it is pretty hilarious, especially <laughs> if you have any interest in jazz, because he's so bad. But like playing with, total- so the, the tracks are, I think there's a, I don't know how to. Or I can't play piano parts one through four, <laughs> like four of the tracks. <laughs> and then there's one called like soft jazzercise, but they're. Um... <laughs> oh, it's funny. But in the video, it's like a little mini documentary where he's like leading up, and it's pretty serious. And he's like explaining what he's gonna do, but he's instead of playing piano, he's like playing on a table, like he's practicing as if he's imagining it. <laughs> um, and then by the end of the video, <laughs> video, he realized that he's never played piano before, and the jazz musicians are like figuring it out as they go. So. <laughs> pretty pretty hilarious so you should you should definitely check out that that video and then just listen to a track or so just to get a feel for it it's really funny and he was actually on colbert uh, i don't know when it was but at some point he was on colbert and he was telling him about it and at the end of his interview he went over with uh stay human colbert's band <laughs> and played a song <laughs> he played a song with him and colbert was like well I don't play trumpet. So could I play trumpet with you guys (laughs) and he came over and played trumpet and John Benjamin played piano. And it was, uh, it's funny. (laughs) Um, I have been reading a book called we were liars, which is a young adult book. I'm trying to now and then read some young adult stuff and try to find some good ones that I can recommend to students, uh, because there's a lot of bad ones out there. So, and it's very, very good. It's about a girl who suffers like a kind of like a freak brain injury, Um, and so, and she ends up dealing with opioid addiction, um, while in the midst of, of course, like a relationship and then, a this rich, her rich, uh, kind of like East coast old money family is kind of falling apart. Um, but it's very good. It's really, it's not a, it's far less cheesy. Um, it's, I mean, it's 100% less cheesy than some young adult books are. I think it's definitely, definitely worth a read and uh, lastly podcasts for kids, which is something I've never like really delved into but I was trying to find things other than the Lion King soundtrack to listen to on the way to school in the morning with Henry <laughs> uh, and so I found out originally found out there's a podcast called Chompers which was mentioned on the take note podcast which is a three and a half minute podcast where they like give them facts about animals and like tell them jokes and like guide them through brushing their teeth uh, hmm. and it works like a charm for Henry and he loved it that's amazing and they're yeah, it's it's really funny, and I even enjoy like standing next to him while he's doing it, so that I can like hear it and make sure that he doesn't spit toothpaste all over the bathroom. But uh, and then there's a connected one called Story Pirates, where kids actually write like kids from age four to ten or something will write stories and send them in, and then this group of actors who play these characters who are on a boat, uh, they they'll perform the stories that they send in. They like turn them into songs, or they'll turn them into like little dramatic readings and and it's uh, super entertaining Hmm. and then the last one uh is called pants on fire which is every episode they get a kid it's just kind of fascinating even as an adult like to listen to it with them so we kind of we have fun with it because we're both interested but they bring in a kid to be the contestant and there's a subject matter so it'll be like bears or chess or something you know some kind of subject and they have an expert And then they have somebody who's pretending to be an expert and the kid has to ask them questions until they figure out which one's the actual expert. So it's like a podcast about telling truth from fiction and knowing who like actually knows what they're talking about, which (laughs) is a really valuable kind of, you know, and which was created for obvious reasons uh, just within the past year, I think. So yeah, (laughs) you have kids, you want some podcasts to listen to in the car. Those are some good ones. Well, I guess the toothbrush one, I wouldn't do that in the car because that would get messy. But <laughs> the other two are good. <laughs> and uh, I am writing with a Spangle, a California Republic Spangle. Last from the past. It.
2: yeah.
1: A little bit more later, um, I'm
0: writing with that, and I'm writing a Chicago Field Notes. How about you, Johnny? So, so have you guys read or seen the, the film or movie Snow Falling on Cedars? No. no. But I looked it up when you put it in the doc earlier, and I can't wait to hear you talk about it. So it's set in the Pacific Northwest, and they talk about cedars. So being a pencil fan, that's why I read it. But that's not the cedar in the book. So (laughs) that was disappointing, but the book's very good. Um, The movie was less good, if I remember right. I haven't seen it in a while. But it has Ethan Hawke, and everything is better for having Ethan Hawke, I think. Um, And I didn't see the movie, but I've read Everything but the epilogue of Stardust by Neil Gaiman recently, Mm -hmm. which is super, super good. It's a good one. Yeah. Like, I feel like you can't really talk about it without giving it something away because it's so short.
1: Yeah. That's the one that he, what got him back into writing by hand, like drafting by hand because he wanted to write it in a way that it, uh, like that would resemble how it would have been written at the time where it's happening. And so he got this like big old notebook and fountain pen and wrote it by
0: hand. Yeah, and he mentions borrowing his friend Tori's house, which I'm pretty sure is Tori Amos. Oh, it's totally Tori Amos. It's pretty awesome. Like, yeah, yeah, I just went to you know my friend Tori Amos' house, hung out. You know, you, you know, know. <laughs> no biggie. You yeah, know. um, and I've been too sleepy lately to watch TV. So need more it. coffee. Yeah, no, I keep like, falling asleep with coffee in my hand, but not <laughs> spilling it, which is really something you've got to have like a mess of kids to be able to do. <laughs> What a pro, think, yeah. I'm, like, I'm a professional, and then I wake up, down the rest of the coffee, brush my teeth, and go to bed. Like <laughs> super pro.
2: Is that what the <laughs> collective noun of kids is? It's a mess. <laughs> a
0: mess. A mess, <laughs> a mess of kids. Mess. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm finishing up in right Nose Pad's Sakura notebook, which I feel like these things aren't getting a lot of attention for some reason. When you know there was a big call. Especially in the Field Nuts group. Like, oh, I love Write Notepads. I love their designs. I love their paper, but I hate the binding. I wish it was stapled. Like, these damn things are stapled. And they're awesome. And the paper's amazing. And they're not expensive. So, if you don't have any, go get some because they're awesome. And I'm using the controversial wood plus graphite pencil from Mm. Write
3: Notepads. Mm.
0: I guess not that controversial. Nobody seemed to get upset, but a few eyebrows were raised. (laughs) I'm sure, I'm sure he Go and TJ ahead. had a had a chat. Yeah. So I'm going to say wood plus graphite. Yeah. Yeah, but they're cool. They're you know, they're Musgrave pencils, but they're good Musgrave pencils. What makes it a good Musgrave pencil? Um, <laughs> you can sharpen it. The paints the paints on straight. The ferrules okay. on straight. The erasers work. <laughs> like everything you want a pencil to do, but it's made by Musgrave is a good Musgrave. Okay. That's All not right. it, that All might right. not be fair to Musgrave. Or I might be being very charitable to Musgrave. I think it's more of that. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> like, sorry, we want you guys to come on the show one day. <laughs> that would be pretty cool, but I don't think they would know what a podcast is judging from their website. So, yeah. So, shall we jump on to fresh points? Yeah, Andy's sure. is especially fresh. It looks like
2: <laughs> it sure is. I um I actually only just have one. Uh, it's been a it's been a slow couple of weeks over here, I guess. Um, but it's an interesting one, I think. Um. I heard from an artist named Rory Sparks. Um, she and her artistic partner Catherine Haley um, have created an homage in scent. Um, I'm reading. I'm reading this here. Uh, the scent was created with a nose on a box of blackwing pencils, and the idea of freedom, focus, and unlimited possibilities in the head. Throughout history and to this day, millions of incredible design projects start with the pencil it 's this guiding principle with it 's with this guiding principle that we present the number two the first fine fragrance handcrafted and meticulously packaged in honor of the pencil, um, which is super cool. so th- she sent me this little sample scent sample, and it 's a little um, little spritzer, like a perfume spritzer with a little band on it and a tiny, tiny little pencil. It says number two. So it is a (laughs) perfume that is supposed to smell like pencils.
1: That is awesome.
2: So, (laughs) so here's the thing is I have always sort of like traditionally just not had a very refined nose. Like, like my, my preference usually is like no, um, no scent over any sort of scent, uh, so I, I spritz this and I just can't smell it. I've I've had people I work with, and I've had other people smell like yeah, it's it does it smells woody. I see it, and I'm just like it just doesn't smell like pencil to me.
1: <laughs> Maybe you just have it like burned. It's like when you have a a scent that you smell all the time. Like you could become nose blind to it. You just spend too much time around pencils, and yeah. so you just can't even recognize it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that, that could very well be. <laughs> I just I just don't know what it is. Um, and and I guess like you know. Katie, for example, doesn't like red wine because she says that it'll all just taste the same. Like, whenever somebody has, like, is doing a wine tasting and, um, you know, they say, like, oh, this one is a lot more delicate of a, like, as a floral bouquet. This one is big and rich and fruity. Like, she's like, they all just taste the same. (laughs) She Um, tastes her wine. So, Chris Jones in the chat goes, Who in the decision tree thought naming a perfume number two was a good (laughs) idea? (laughs) You have a (laughs) perfume. You have a point there, sir. It's a poo fume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh. So,
0: <laughs> poo perfume. Poo perfume.
2: <laughs> so, I will post a link in the chat to uh, purchase some of this number two uh, pencil scent on your own. Um, it's actually interesting. About four years ago ish, um, I blogged about a similar venture. Somebody was experimenting with um, making a kind of like wood shavings scent. Um, yeah i remember that yeah and
0: like red cedar
2: and that one i don't know that this one to me smells better than that one um (laughs) it's still not like pencils but it's also (laughs) packaged really beautifully like it it just the way they presented it and the um the note card that they wrote rory wrote a note on uh looks like a library card which is really cool um yeah it's it's very cool so i'll have a link to that in show notes that is it for my fresh points how about you tim
1: uh, I got a, I got several, but they're all pretty brief. Uh, first one is just kind of a cool, uh, moment. I had a student who had been listening to the podcast or who was familiar with the podcast and was, uh, in, I forget where they had traveled, but they traveled somewhere and, and went to a flea market and found something like, Hey, I found something that I think you might like. So I got it for you. Here you go. And they handed me an old bullet pencil, like a, hmm vintage bullet pencil it's like wow that's really awesome and they're like well yeah i mean they she could tell like didn't really understand her. she's like yeah i guess cool i'm glad you like, <laughs> I'm glad you like it but she's like what well, my here's my favorite part and she turned it over and it was an advertising bullet pencil for a funeral home and i just thought this was pretty great that the the <laughs> slogan or whatever it just had like the name of the funeral home and then it said the only uh the only funeral home with air conditioning in Indianapolis. <laughs> That's <what it> says. <laughs> that was their selling point. So, oh my god, that tells you that tells you how old it was, which is pretty cool too. Yeah. I hope that tells uh, you how old it is. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a it's a pretty unusual shape too. It's like a little shorter, and it's it's like made of aluminum, like the whole top of it's made of aluminum, but it's round. It almost honestly, it almost looks like the uh, Midori, the white Midori one, which is kind of weird. So, and it's a different thickness too. So I'm. I'm really curious about digging into it and playing around with it. I actually left it at school. Or I would have had it here to be able to, yeah, tell you more details. But yeah, it was really cool that you Jeez. get that as a gift from a student. Yeah, um, I also have talked about the postal by Venus. That was the the red and blue pencil that I had talked about before on here. The the double sided thing, and I think I sent you guys some. But I had a I had a weird problem with one. Yesterday, I was sitting down to grade some papers, and I got one of those out, a fresh one, and I sharpened the red side, sharpened perfectly right away. I sharpened the blue side, and it was a little funny, and I kept going a little bit further, and the lead broke off. And then I realized that beneath, like, maybe a half an inch of the blue core was nothing. Hmm. It was empty, and I've never had that happen. Have you ever, have you had that happen where you've had a pencil that was just empty, like, had no center at all?
2: I don't think it was. So there was an empty space, but it wasn't just filled in with solid wood.
1: It was just a big hole. Once you got past that part that like broke off, it was just an empty hole. And I could like stretch out a uh, paper clip and just stick it right in. it just went all the way down uh, until you got to the red portion on the other side. It's one of those weird problems. I I can imagine that kind of thing happening. You know, it was just a sort of freak accident on an assembly line or whatever sounds like a
0: Mark Danieluski
1: book figured I would have <laughs> figured I would have come across something like that by now. Um, yeah, not super interesting, but it still just kind of freaked me out. I was like I yeah. kept sharpening, kept sharpening, kept sharpening, kept sharpening, and I was like over the trash can I realized there was no blue coming off of it, and then I looked inside and realized that it was just it was a just an empty a sad, empty hole <laughs> uh, surrounded by fine cedar. Yeah, I also mentioned earlier about Spangles, and I was digging around in my office downstairs, and one of my several boxes is just kind of full of a jumble of pencils, (laughs) and found one and sharpened it up. And I forgot how good these are. You all used one? Oh yeah, uh, lately. Yeah, Um, they're very, very, very good pencils, and it is kind of interesting. Are they? Are they the only one that's? The only one from Calcedo that still says California Republic on it. Well, I don't think they manufactured them anymore. They're still just working through the Yeah, I, I'm backstop.
2: pretty sure they just didn't sell that many back in the day, so I'm guessing they just still... Are, is it still up on the website for sale? Like oh, on yeah. Pencils. yeah. Com?
1: You can get them on... By the, I bought a dozen, so I have one, and then I bought a dozen and they came in yesterday.
2: Oh, interesting. Um,
1: and they've got a nice like wrap on them. And then you they, they can even buy them by the gross. And I really wish you hadn't told me that they are not making them anymore. Cause, <laughs>
2: now you just want to hoard them.
1: Yeah, now I'm going to buy and yeah. <laughs> spend $35 on a gross of them.
0: <laughs> oh, those are cool looking.
1: Yeah, they they look like a just a mini jumbo. Uh, the same kind of blue as the uh, Golden Bear. But it's a round mini jumbo. and It's comparable to the Laddie but it's just a a hair skinnier and it's just the perfect size where you can sharpen it, the bullet sharpener uh, and get, and get a nice point on it. But I've really been liking it. It's, it's definitely a HB, uh, but a cedar and they're just really nice. So I'm going to probably, I probably won't go off and buy a whole nother gross of them, but (laughs) I could see myself getting another dozen just to have. Yeah. uh, yeah, In case of apocalypse or whatever. So, (laughs) Yeah, and uh, then the last one was just very brief, but I just want to say thanks to the awesome folks at Baron Fig who uh, I was, I've been wanting to try. They sent me a uh, the Baron Fig XL in blank, so I, I got a charcoal Baron Fig XL with blank sheets, and it is maybe my favorite notebook I've ever used. Uh, I absolutely love this thing because I, I liked the big one, but their, their ruled paper is just a little too small for me. Uh, and so I was wanting to want to try this, and I got it, and I've been using it for some writing projects, and I really, really, really enjoyed um, using that notebook. So if you if you like if you do longhand and and write stories or essays or whatever, and you you just like to have a little bit of a bigger space, I don't think as far as I know, and I've tried a bunch of them, I mean from Leuchterm and Moleskin and yeah. Blackwing and all these, like the Baron Fig XL is such an awesome size; it lays flat, tons of pages. The paper is really good. The, it, um, I couldn't be happier with it at this point. So that's like my new favorite things. I mean, I think I just wanted to thank them for for sending me that, and then I will certainly be buying those in the future, and probably taking advantage of their cool uh, buy more than one discount that they've got uh, at some point. It's like buy if you buy two, yeah. you get fifteen percent off or something like that. So nice, good deal. So I love it.
0: How about you, Johnny? Well, I only have two, although the first one, I don't really know what my point is, but <laughs> if you're a Field Notes subscriber or you follow them, you might have remembered that last week they found, what is it, they found a couple cases of arts and sciences and decided to sell them <laughs> at cost, at, at 12 bucks. Um But it, you had to be a subscriber and get the email, and then a lot of subscribers didn't get the email until after they were already gone. It was this whole big, giant thing, but it was i thought it was still a nice gesture cuz they could have just so they at HQ they sell um older editions and they sell them for the market price so they could have just you know kept replacing their arts and sciences and making some money wouldn't have been as much work as what they probably just did so that was a nice gesture yeah i got an extra pack cuz they're pretty in a 101 so yeah so my only other fresh point is that charlotte is having a birthday party this weekend and I don't know if folks listening have ever gone to like Party City to get goodie bag stuff for kids, but you're basically giving kids bags of candy and trash that cost you like, you know, 10 bucks a piece or something. So instead, <laughs> what could go wrong? just yeah, like hey, here's some sugar and like, you know, a paintball gun that is going to shoot you in the face and, you know, ruin your parents' car. But um we got some stuff from the pencil store as goodie bags instead. Like Charlotte picked out half a dozen and a cool eraser. And we asked them really nicely to put them in you know, individual envelopes so the chiddlers will have something easy to open that they'll actually use. And their parents might hopefully be less pissed off that they don't come home with sugar and trash to leave all over their car. So yeah, I don't know what my point is. And that sounds really self-righteous. It's like, don't give them junk. Give them pencils. But you know. <laughs> yeah. You're
2: that house that's, that's way, just going to yeah. get egged on Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Freaking Pencils. <laughs> <laughs> Get the pencil guy. us again. He wears yep. socks and sandals. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're actually yeah. Henry's birthday party is on Saturday.
0: Oh awesome. uh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Are you doing goodie bags, Tim?
1: We thought about it, <laughs> but then uh stopped thinking about it. So
0: <laughs> hey, you're like, hey, I'm going to a party for some other kid and I'm gonna go home with a treat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no wonder yeah. kids are so nice. <laughs> so should we jump into our AMA? Yeah. Which I just learned was... today means ask me anything. Give
3: it a go. call us. <laughs> call you. Can you hear me? I can.
2: Hey, there you go. Hey Harry. What's going. Hello. How are you? It is the internet's Harry C Marks.
3: It is. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Uh,
2: welcome. welcome home.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so I wonder um just to make it sound like uh this is some sort of an actual like real call in thing. Um maybe I should be like um
4: be like, Hey Harry, you're on the air. Hi. First time to- long time, first time? No, this actually isn't my first time no, calling. No, not at in. all. This is like your fourth time at least. No, I didn't call <laughs> in the last one. I've only called in once before, but I have been on the show before. So That's true.
2: Yeah. Um, and Harry is uh, is in fact working on an erasable uh, sanction project uh, with me coming up, which is pretty awesome.
4: Yep, absolutely. Am I allowed to talk about it? Please do. Um, so I am co-editing, editing this uh, latest issue of Plumbago, issue number four. It is a nonfiction focused issue and we've gotten some really great submissions so far. Um, so I am here to make, uh, you know, like Bing Crosby at the end of White Christmas, I'm here to make the, the call uh, for <laughs> anyone, yeah. anyone here who uh, who I've either talked to or who has been thinking about it. Um, please do let us know, get in touch, um, send in your submissions if we've already talked to you. If we haven't talked to you yet, you know, feel free to pitch us something you've been thinking about. Um, I know we we've been getting a you know quite a few here's how I use analog tools or here's what analog tools mean to me. And I would say in any other instance, those are fine, but I, I'd really like to dig deeper and get some really personal, you know, not super personal, but as personal as you're willing to go. But, you know, more stories about family or, or how analog impacted you or, um, you know, memories of your your parents growing up, that kind of thing. So, you know, did, is there a typewriter that's been passed down uh, through the generations and now you have it? Or do you have old photographs or or anything like that? You know, it ties into analog. Um, you know, yeah. we're, we're here to look for it. My son just walked into the room. Hey, dude. <laughs> <laughs> does he, does he, he have anything he wants to say? He wants to go to bed. That's right. He wants to go to bed.
2: Yeah, good for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's so. exactly what he wants. Yeah.
4: Um, and then the the other reason I am calling in. Um, so I have a, a, a Kumbh Masterpiece Sharpener, which I have been loving. But as of recently, I ended up switching the blades because every time I would sharpen it, it wasn't getting – it was breaking the points and it wasn't really sharpening the way I had wanted And when I replaced the blades, I would um, sharpen a pencil and the step one hole would only, it would leave this like thin layer of wood on the tip Mm. of the pencil, on the the graphite of the pencil. So it would be totally clean except for this one side. And then you would put it in the step two hole and it would clear it away. But it's been driving me crazy because it doesn't sharpen evenly. So I'm wondering, is there some way to either sharpen the blade or is it easy to get replacement blades for it maybe just these are the spare blades that were tucked into the bottom of the blue part on the sharpener i thought they were totally fresh but i don't know something it it seems like they were not great blades to begin with yeah you can get them on uh i think i think they have them
1: at cw pencils but i think before that you should try um i've had to do this before where I, i put the blades on had some kind of like weird weirdness and then just took them off and switched them to the other side that it might work better on the stage two than on the stage one because of what it has to do, you know, like the job it has to get done. So have you tried that?
4: Uh, I haven't tried that yet. Yeah. I had seen something about someone had suggested like getting a screwdriver and mm-hmm. sort of like scraping it along. I also got this, I, I bought this, um, knife sharpener that you, you drag across the blade of the knife. I've, I've been using it on my open L. Um, and on some of my kitchen knives and stuff. And that seems to do the trick for like a longer blade, but I wasn't sure if it would work on something so tiny as a, uh, a masterpiece blade. That was actually spring. This reminds me of my, one of my first
1: leaps into the pencil world, like the nerdy pencil internet world is where (laughs) I, I reached out to David Reese on Twitter and asked him how to sharpen, uh, (laughs) the blades for sharpeners. I sent him that question. I was like, yeah, he won't respond because I just found the book. Yeah. And then he responded like pretty soon afterwards and said, don't just throw it away and get a new one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Like the Pollux everyone seems to really like, or, or hate is like 28 bucks. I wouldn't throw that one away, but you know, something oh, like this. Throw away 50. the blade. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. But like yeah. even, <laughs> even the, the masterpiece, I mean, it's 15 bucks and I'm in a, I'm in a sort of lucky position where, you know, that's not a whole lot of money for me, so I could feasibly just replace it and not have to worry about it. But I, I'd rather just replace the blades because I love my sharpener. I wouldn't want to replace it.
2: I also wonder, Harry, um, I this is something I've kind of noticed when I sharpen things. And first of all, you're not left-handed, are you?
4: No, I am not.
2: Okay. Um, so when I when I use that, that stage one hole, um, I will sometimes get that little thin strip of wood still on the blade when, like, at the part where I kind of readjust my grip to, to crank it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just we're because still, we're still talking about
4: pencils, right? Yes.
2: <laughs> we are still talking about pencils. Good. Okay. <laughs> um, and, and I noticed it because I'm just like, just slightly pushing the, like the pencil out from, from right under the blade. Um, so I wonder, I wonder if like readjusting your grip or, um, more smoothly transitioning your hand when you do that like i, I don't know how to say this without sounding dirty okay
4: <laughs> well you know there's there's another issue and i it's the in the step two when you get to the very end i've noticed that like the 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 very because it gets so sharp yeah it's very brittle at the the tip so it snaps right off yeah. and you end up having to do the whole thing all over again i don't know if there's any way to fix that or maybe that's just i'm sharpening it too hard at my my I'm pushing too hard into the sharpener and it's just, you know, the blade is, is right up against it and it snaps it right off. But yeah. that could just be how I'm handling the sharpener and the pencil. You got The screwdriver trick still is worth trying because I had to do that on the just the single
1: hole long point sharpener. That's what I've had to do it on a couple times on two different ones. So is it just dragging just, the, the, the edge of a flathead down? Yeah, you just kind of push it along the surface that's underneath where the blade will go and just try to shave off just a thin layer of magnesium or whatever and just just uh, evenly yeah, as evenly okay. as you can just until it, you'll, I mean, you'll be able to see it pretty obviously because it'll it'll uh, you get the little shavings kind of change, change color like where you can yeah. see that it's like evenly been shaved away and then try it after
4: that okay cool yeah excellent thanks oh by the way real quick before i go um if anyone read my galen leather writing box review i got my replacement box today and i went to open it up and the thing is supposed to sit back on its hinges um, so it, you can display your pens and pencils and, you know, keep it open. Well, I went to go put it back and the lid fell right off the <laughs> screws that were screwing in the, um, they were holding the the hinges in place. I pulled them out and they're about two or three millimeters shorter than the holes in the first, uh, the screws in the first box. Oh, so weird. it's, it's bizarre. I ended up doing a transplant. So I, I pulled the screws out of the first box and put them in this one and it seems to be holding Okay. Um, but it's, it's still, I can't win. Like the first one warped. This one has bogus hardware. It was frustrating. This one seems to be doing okay right now and it's perfectly flat. And they, I don't know if they got very defensive after my review or what, but they posted on Instagram that they've started doing humidity and stress tests on their boxes. (laughs) So, and they used my picture from, um, my backyard from the review in their post. So they said, you know, if you have any issues, let us know. Um, we'll get you a new box right away, but we're, we're doing humidity and stress tests to make sure that, you know, these boxes don't either ship out warped or, or warp so quickly yeah. when you first get them.
2: Well, I can't speak for Johnny, but I know that I haven't read that review because it was on that other website.
4: Yes, I know. <laughs> I, I'm a bit of a uh, stationary blog whore. So. <laughs> See,
0: <laughs> I was afraid it was going to be so glowing. I'd run right out and get one. So I didn't read it yet. Yeah. <laughs>
4: I, you know, I, for the most part, I, I really do love the box. It's it is well constructed, you know, despite the warping and everything. Which, unfortunately, the way it's constructed, it's just prone to that. Um, but the the box itself is actually. Solid, like it. You know, you once I put the the new screws into the hinges, it's a solid wooden walnut box, and the leather inside is really nice, and and um the the finish is beautiful, and it's like I say in the review, it is like the most Instagrammable object you would own. I mean, it's it's stunning, uh, a a stunning piece. But it's just unfortunately the the company they're using, Walden Woodworks. Um, I, I don't know if it's if it's the way they're building them or they're not letting the wood. Set properly or what? But it's just hmm. the warping has been such a bad issue. And then this this hinge thing, I was kind of surprised about. Um, but it looks like they might have used the wrong screws when they were they were putting on the hardware.
1: Wow. Um, so how how uh like with if you've got pens lo- or pencils loaded into the top and stuff like that, how thick or how much room do you have for notebooks on the bottom? Like, can a confidant fit in there?
4: Um, uh, yeah, a confidant, a, a confidant can definitely fit in there. It's about, I don't have it on me, it's downstairs, but it's about, I'd say, two inches deep, um, mm-hmm. maybe an inch and a half deep. So you, I've got, and they're stacked on top of each other, I've got a Field Notes dime novel, and I've got the Field Notes byline um, yep. right on top of one another. And even on the, the lid, the pens aren't right up against the edges, it's sort of tucked in a little bit. So you've got about, I don't know, a couple centimeters of space between your your utensils and whatever's on the bottom. Um so you can you can stack your notebooks a little bit, your pocket notebooks and everything. Hmm. I've got washi tape in there. I've got a a mini um watercolor kit in there as well. Sure. Cool. Got
2: your EDC all tucked away.
4: Got my EDC. How yes, many uh, how many handguns do you have in there? <laughs> uh, <laughs> got a tactical uh, flashlight? Yeah. <laughs> I, I I do I, I have about eight tactical flashlights. I have um some black stealth knives that don't show up on radar. Perfect. A lockpicking kit. Yep. Uh, you, you joke, actually. I've been looking at the uh, laws regarding having lockpicks. It's a, a, a skill I would like to try and, and <laughs> learn how I to actually, do. I actually Watch out, Chris that Jones. <laughs> that came up in a
1: conversation with students recently because in Tennessee, uh, they're they writing about gun laws. It's like they're doing their argumentative essays about gun laws in Tennessee. And in Tennessee, it is an illegal to own a lock picking kit because of quote malicious intent, right? But but you can own an AR fifteen, like, right? <laughs>
4: it's so bizarre. And in New Jersey, I believe I can own a lock picking kit, but I can't carry it outside of the house, which is weird. <laughs> which so is I
2: where you would need it, right?
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but there, there's a great book, and I, I had talked to the author on my show, um, Jeff Mayno. He wrote a book, um, The Burglar's Guide to the City. I think this is what it's called. It was a couple of years ago, and he talks to a guy and he, he teaches people how to pick locks. Like uh, he teaches a class, you know, here's how you pick a padlock. Here's how you pick a, um, a door lock and certain kinds of safes and everything. I mean, it's, you know, they, they show away these, they show you these cutaway locks that you can see the mechanisms working inside as you, you hammer them and pick at them. It's very cool. Hmm.
2: That is really cool. All right. Well, thank so, you, Harry. If, if anybody wanted to find you on the Internet, uh, where could they do that?
4: Uh, you can find me screaming at Jeff Bezos on Twitter at <laughs> HC
3: Marks. Excellent.
4: Um, you can listen to my show Covered on iTunes um, or at hologramradio.org slash covered. Uh, for anyone who's looking on iTunes Sight unseen, the cover art is an orange. It looks like a Penguin Classic. Yeah, so it should be pretty easy to pick out. That
2: was a T.J. Uh, Cosgrove. Um, it is design.
4: a T.J. Cosgrove original. Yeah, yeah. Was,
2: I think our podcast share that in common.
4: That's right. Yeah, and now he's got his own. So.
2: Yeah, absolutely cool.
4: <laughs> which I which I believe I'll be going on at some point in the near future.
2: I you have to like find some really really like American idioms to say because um, <laughs> Stewart has the most British things that he says.
4: I know. I Stewart. Stewart is like just his voice is so it's dreamy, so good. I, I melt.
2: I love it. In the last episode, he said something I can't remember what it was about. He was talking about something. He goes, it, "It's uh, it's a going a bit marmite," and I'm just like, "Yes, what is that?" <laughs> so I, like, I, I looked it up, lo- and it's polarizing. Because yeah,
4: I uh, I love jobby job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was talk about my jobby job. Jobby job. Yeah. So, cool. All right. Well, thanks, Jim. All right. See ya. It's good talking to you, Harry. Night, you night. as well. Talk to you soon. See you. Bye.
3: Uh-uh, don't
2: call us, child. we'll call you Woo. Hello, Vikram hey. hey Hey, you are on the air with the Erasable Podcast, how are you?
5: Sweet. Oh, I'm pretty good. Yeah, I've never been on the air before. You are. Well, you're. <laughs> that's cool.
2: You're on the internet instead, is what I what I probably should say, uh, <laughs> for all ten of our uh, live stream listeners, including yourself, probably. So, <laughs> but eventually you'll be you'll be on the air to a much much wider audience. Yeah. How's Sweet. it going?
5: Uh, it's going well. Yeah. So, uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the um, recent resurrection of a couple of blogs um, not so recent of pencil org, and uh, mm. quite recent of um, Dave's mechanical pencils. I is, was pretty thrilled about that. And is, uh, is Dave's I know back? anybody.
2: Sorry? Dave's mechanical pencils is back. Yeah, yep. they are. Oh no. I, this is yeah. new news to me. That's awesome.
0: I already asked yeah. him if would be on the podcast, and he already declined. What? You declined? Oh, <laughs> yeah. man. No. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't do it if someone asked me either. <laughs> well, then. I asked you. you no. Sorry for okay. complaining. Yeah. That was different. That was, that was to, to make one.
1: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I uh, actually was just looking up, because I had heard about Pencil Talk being back, but haven't really even gotten back into it and started digging around. Because how long ago was that when it started back up?
5: Oh, I don't know. It's got to be months now. Well, yeah. yeah.
1: Um,
2: is there is there another, um, Vikram? Is there any other stationary podcasts that uh, that you know of that have started back up from where it was before? Like maybe one that's on Weebly somewhere.
5: Hmm. <laughs> oh man, that one! I made that <laughs> one over like one summer because I I had. Uh, <laughs> I just had surgery, so I had nothing to do. And I was like, okay, I'm going to make my own stationary website. But <laughs> I do have another blog. Um, it's coolstuff4819.blogspot.com. And uh, over there, I, it's it's uh, mainly a Typosphere blog.
3: So mm.
5: I don't think I, I've written a few stationary reviews, but not too many. Um, it, it's more typewriter focused. But that one I, I did start up inspired by the resurgence of Dave's Mechanical Pencils. So yeah. um, I was just, I, and I know that especially with, you know, Instagram coming up and, and Facebook really coming up in the last, you know, three, four years or so. And of course us all moving forward, um, you get less and less time or motivation to write, you know, the lengthier posts on real blogs. I was wondering if you guys have experienced that at all.
2: Oh, a hundred percent. I'm sitting on that right now. I have like a list of things that I want to write about for, uh, would clinch, but it's just as easy just to save it for discussion on this show, or yeah, to post a an Instagram picture of it. So, uh, yeah. J- I know Johnny, you've you sort of, I feel like you've, I don't want to, I don't, I don't know how to make this sound not, not mean. You, J- Johnny's don't found a really good. mean, it's fine yeah. Johnny's found a really good middle spot by like posting a lot more short posts. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because otherwise, I forget that it exists. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I right, one time Tim forgot him. about it for four years.
2: <laughs> T- Tim, of course, uh, he is—he is—he is not compromised. He's just like, nope, not going to post to it. Remove it. He's kill it. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've been seeing and, uh, more and so more things about um, the resurgence of RSS readers, um, and it's something I've been thinking about. And I, I've been adding more and more blogs back to um, my feed bin, which is sort of the Google Reader replacement that I've been using. Um, so i'm I'm hoping that like you know if if people become more and more concerned with their privacy and with big centralized organizations uh being part of this that you know they'll go back to to more distributed you know blog blog type stuff and i w- I would love to see that
1: and gather your own right um, yeah
2: yeah what has your experience been with uh vikram with um so, so, the the blog that I mentioned earlier uh, was the Scribo Mechanica blog that he um, started like two, three summers ago.
5: That was like summer twenty fourteen.
2: Okay, wow. So four, four ago. It's been a while. Um, which was really just fantastic. So, um, yeah. Have you? What are what are some of your other blog projects that you've started up um, and maybe killed off?
5: Ah uh, well. Yeah, you know, I, I start. I started the blog thing like when I was in eighth grade or so, and I had a couple. They they never really took off because it was like back then it wasn't. I didn't really know about blog blogspot at the time until a little bit later. Yeah. Um. But yeah, cool stuff. Forty eight nineteen is the one that on and off has been since two thousand eleven. And uh, yeah, I, I find that it kind kind of ebbs and flows. You know, typically when I get a new typewriter, I write about it, and then it sits for a couple of months while I you know do other things or um, you know, get inspired again. But that finding that rhythm of just regular posting, you, the toughest part for me has been trying to one topic. It, it never works because you're like, Oh, I, I'm not writing about this specific topic for this particular audience. So I better not write anything until I have something specific for this audience. Hmm. Uh, and I found myself limited by that. So, it kind of went back to the you know, cool stuff idea of the blog, where it's not just a typosphere blog. It's everything yeah. that I find fun. What does the
2: 4819 stand for? Oh,
5: that's just, that's just a special number for me. It was the, uh, it was the address of, um, of the saxophone shop back home, hmm. uh, where I used to get my clarinet reeds from. Hmm. That was, my, oh, that was nice. my wife back in high school. So I was like, oh, that was cool. And then I looked at my glasses, and it was like the little you know the frame size. Uh-huh. Also, with forty-eight nineteen, and I was like, "There's some
1: significance
2: to this number." So
1: I just chose. <laughs> Keeps that.
2: following you around. That's awesome. I'm, come <laughs> back.
1: I'm looking at your. I'm looking at it right now, and I, I mean, as being a typewriter nerd, uh, as well, I am loving. I love how you are posting the actual images of the of the typed. He's typecasting. Typewriter text. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> typecasting. Perfect. And uh, so we we, uh, I have to ask you, which i not like a super out there question, but do you have a favorite? Like, what do you use on a daily basis? What typewriter do you use more often than any others?
5: Well, uh, given that I have a relatively smaller apartment, um, the, the couple that I kept in the city, uh, uh, most, most of them are back home. But when I moved out, I, uh, I took, I took a couple, I took a Remington number one portable from 1923. I took a couple Olympias, but, um, I eventually brought those all back because, here in Kansas City, I bought a Facet TP1 from 1961, which is the best made typewriter I've ever used. And uh, recently, well, I picked that's up that's the one I'm looking at right standard. now. standard on, on your blog. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that one is it's a beautiful machine. I, I would highly, highly recommend. Like, huh. if you can find one that's totally you know new ish and and has, is well adjusted and has been kept in the case indoors and all that, because I, I have the feeling that like, it's like a Mercedes. Really nice when it works, but if it breaks, ooh. <laughs> screwed. Yeah. Um, and on the other hand, I got the Underwood Touchmaster Touch Five from 1967. It's a big, hogging standard typewriter.
1: So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. very cool. Yeah. Looks like I'll be setting up a eBay alert for the Facet because that thing is pretty cool looking. Oh, it, it's like 30 pounds yeah. too. Yeah. The, uh, the Underwood <laughs> anyway.
2: It's portable. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Vikram, without a without compromising your opsec, uh, where do you where do you live? You're, you're in Kansas City.
6: Yeah, I thought yeah. you were.
2: Um, I think I thought you were in Canada. Oh no! I don't know why I thought no.
6: that. <laughs> I, no, I have no idea where you found that. How dare you, sir? <laughs> 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 yeah.
5: Cool.
1: Well, uh, thanks for having yeah. me on the show, guys. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Thanks for yeah, thanks for joining for us. Calling. It's good talking to you. Yeah.
1: Sweet. Well, awesome.
2: awesome. See you, Vikram.
6: See you. See ya. Listen, kid, you pay for the call. And you ain't there, but I've it all
3: before.
2: All right. Um, who should we call next? Do you want to call Kemet?
1: Yeah. Do it. That,
2: that was a that was like a Hannibal Lecter noise you just made right there. What was that? Somebody goes.
0: Yeah, no. That was me. <laughs> You're scaring me. No, it's realize I
2: did that. All right. <laughs> me. <laughs>
3: Gross,
2: I scary. ate his That's... liver with fava beans me. and a nice <laughs> Chianti. All right, let's not let's not freak, commit out, when we call her. <laughs> Hold on, just a second here. <laughs> Do, do, do. Hello. Hello. Is this commit?
1: Uh no, it is not.
2: All oh, oh. right. I think we yeah. may have the wrong number.
1: Well, how do you feel about pencils? All
2: right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 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 okay. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye. 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 See you. <laughs> <laughs> this is totally staying in.
1: <laughs> wow. Um. Oh. <laughs> Like he stayed on the line, he didn't even like hang up. He was like, What? What? Oh, gosh.
3: Um,
2: okay, so (laughs) uh, commit. I think we got your (laughs) number wrong. Want to add Uh, it in?
3: (laughs) I I might call (laughs) that guy back, yeah,
2: (laughs) see what he's up to. Okay, let's uh. Let's make this other call Well, while, um, <laughs> while we wait for her to, to add that back in. it's <laughs> uh, probably like, well, honey? <laughs> okay. Just, just got called by a
0: drink and sit down. <laughs> just got called by three guys. <laughs> that was really me about pencils. Yeah. He's like, I think they said pencils. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: okay, making a call. I'm just not going to say who it is.
0: Yes. Hello.
2: You're on the air with uh, the Erasable Podcast. Who is this?
7: Hello. Uh, new phone, who this?
2: New phone, yeah. <laughs> it's, our, it's our friend Chris Jones. You may remember him from such episodes as episode 93. Um, or was that 92? That
7: was so long ago. Yeah. It was ninety three. <laughs> it's a while ago.
2: It was, um, yeah. He uh, has a little blog called Graphite <laughs> Confidential. Um, That's
7: right. We do. And a new post coming tomorrow. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Or to it.
2: You're on fire. You just had one earlier this week, didn't you? Or maybe late, late last week?
7: Yeah, we do. we're we we're still shooting for one a week. Um, um, with the, you know, because when you have, like, several thousand vintage advertising pencils, you've got to, like, come up with a uh, a reason to keep them. Yeah. Yeah, there you go.
1: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> they all have sentimental value now. <laughs>
7: Well they do now, yeah, so now it's like you know can't get rid of them because you know they're meaningful,
2: so I saw um, on in- on Instagram that you were hanging around the old um pencil factory in Greenpoint um, yeah, really cool are you were you there for a reason you cannot disclose, or were you just in in Brooklyn no, and thought you'd check it out
7: no we we ventured you know all the way over to Brooklyn to just for fun and it, not to go to IKEA this time.
3: Uh-huh.
7: and uh, and thought like, oh, hey, that's really close to where we live, so we should go check it out. And lo and behold, the Everheard Faber compound is still there, and there are several buildings, and they're turning it into uh, high-priced lofts and of uh, office spaces, yes, because everything <clears throat> everything that is not nailed down in New York and or Brooklyn is turned into a loft at some point. I think it's part of the uh, the city law.
2: I think that um, for a while the Kickstarter HQ was there. Um, I don't know if they if they ever moved it or if it's still there.
7: I don't think that one's there. I, th- I think they moved to closer to Dumbo, uh, next to Etsy. I have no idea why um, I know that, but I I believe that is correct.
2: It's down in uh, C. Tripla, isn't it? <laughs> have you been to that neighborhood?
7: Doey c is like the hottest up-and-coming <laughs> neighborhood.
2: Have you guys... Yes, I do get the rest. <laughs> have Tim or Johnny, have you ever watched uh, How I Met Your Mother?
1: No.
6: Not in a while. Man. So it's a, it's, a,
2: it's a show. It's set in New York. Um, they keep hearing about this amazing neighborhood called do- Doey C-Tripla, uh, and they're trying to figure out uh, what that stands for, and eventually they find out that it stands for Downwind of the Sewage Treatment Plant. <laughs>
7: Because the property values were so incredibly cheap, like, yeah. but there's got to be a catch. <laughs> yeah. But we can't figure out what the catch is. <laughs> it's because it is, as you said, downwind from the sewage treatment plant.
3: <laughs> Turns out, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
7: I would like to plug Harry Marks and I are going to be crowdfunding a uh, or starting a GoFundMe to since they're the number two perfume. Uh, we're going to market a Axe type body spray. Based on the smells of Penn Station on a hot summer afternoon. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's the look we're going for. Uh, Mm -hmm. The sound we're going for.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I can't. I can't wait for that one. (laughs) And
7: there are several things that uh, I wish I could tell you guys that are really exciting that someday I'll be able to tell you, like. That's the thing I wanted to tell you, but I can't. So I'm just gonna have to be a a jerk and just oh. put that teaser out there.
1: We'll just put a put a marker. there. are
7: really awesome things. That's
1: that's rough. Yeah.
7: Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Tim especially is gonna. a couple of these are gonna especially hurt you. that uh, I can't share them now.
1: Uh-oh. Is Wilco like playing in the like lobby of your apartment building or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs>
7: No, yes. in the hallway, right outside, so like oh, okay. We don't that's to,
1: okay, we just open the
7: front door and like, you know, that's enough, Jeff, Jeff Tweedy, go yeah, away
1: we are trying to sleep in here
7: well.
1: <laughs> it's like
7: I gave well. you a cheese sandwich an hour, ago. go away, Jeff Tweedy, <laughs> <Come
1: on. laughs> go find somewhere else to busk well. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll look forward to hearing about those things, yeah, 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 at some point and i will I will look forward to.
7: To sharing them at some point cool awesome
2: well uh chris where on the internet uh can people find um at least at least some of the not so secret projects that you're working on <laughs> <laughs>
7: uh the the most public project is graphite confidential which is at graphiteconfidential.com also instagram and twitter at the, and facebook all the same just graphite confidential um me personally if you know you're into that sort of thing. Um, I am at Chris Allen Jones uh, because there are many, many, there are too many Chris Joneses in this world. Yeah. Um, so that's why I had to throw in the middle name just to be all pretentious about it. Um, uh, are you Are I'm you on, also
2: on Twitter yelling at Jeff Bezos, like our, our friend Harry?
7: No, I am just standing in solidarity with Harry and liking all of his yelling at Jeff Bezos tweets. <laughs> Cool. Well, <laughs> because that, is, that is how East Coasters roll. That's how it goes. <laughs> there you go.
2: Yeah. All right, sir. It's good to hear from you.
7: Cool. <laughs> good talking to you guys. You See you soon. at least Johnny, because you're closest.
0: Yeah, definitely this summer.
1: Yeah. Hey, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be in Baltimore. What? What? In September for 36 hours. So if any pencil people want to try to get down to Baltimore,
0: uh, I know one. You know one.
1: <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. So does it,
2: does, do the Cubs just happen Make to be happen. playing there?
1: They do. Huh, uh, my huh. dad, my uh, ha- it happens to be co- coinciding with a business trip of my dad's, and he bought me a ticket to g- uh, meet him up there and go watch the Cubs and oh,
0: dude, it's see so Johnny. Johnny.
1: Yeah. We're What's staying in Baltimore mean? and then going to a game in Washington. So,
0: dude, and the um, right Notepads bindery is pretty close to the stadiums because mm, our well, stadiums well, are next to each other for some reason. Wait, what? Oh, you're not coming to Baltimore Station? No, right? no, we're going to National Stadium. Stadium. Yeah. Crap. So what? <laughs> I'm here anyway. Oh, yeah. So what? Who cares? Right. We'll go. To, we'll go to the <laughs> harbor. We'll drink beer. We'll visit Chris. It'll be a terrible time. Let's do it. <laughs> no one's gonna have any fun. So terrible. Right, no fun. Go. No fun will be had. No fun.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm gonna come too. No fun mm-hmm. for you. All right.
7: <laughs> see mm-hmm. you, Chris.
1: All right. See you, Chris. <laughs> all
7: right. thank you. Thanks, guys. You said,
3: "Uh-uh, don't call us, child. We'll call you."
0: Right okay, well, we're gonna talk about this more later, okay <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, so um I never heard back from with a different phone number for um <laughs> for Comet. so while we while we wait for that, um I'm gonna call our super secret friend who probably does want to hear from us, but right now, it's just probably just a tradition uh, hi hello, hi. Is this, um, is this Christopher? Christopher?
6: Really? (laughs) uh, You know what? Let me take off my CPAC mask.
2: Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
6: It's (laughs) going to happen now. (laughs) Uh, Never call me by that name. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So what's up?
2: Um, Well, I also, I wanted to tell you about a newfound love in my household for Topo Chico.
6: Oh, Tobo Chico is amazing!
2: Yeah, have you guys ever had Tobo Chico?
1: Never heard of it. Is this a food?
2: It is a uh, no.
6: It's a sparkly water.
2: Yeah, it's a sparkling oh. mineral water.
6: It, it's a. It's very good. It's very sparkly. Um, it's a product of Mexico. Uh, I think it used to sell for like fifty cents three five years ago, probably. Until the hipsters uh, got to it, now a bottle costs like a. Huh?
2: Until the hipsters got to it?
6: Yeah, you know. <laughs>
1: so you can get a this Target is now This the one good
6: thing they found.
1: Is it flavored, or is it just like... Nope, it's water-flavored. Water-flavored water. They
6: have oh. flavored ones. Oh. They, oh, I they didn't... have a lime-flavored one.
2: Oh, I didn't know that. Wine-flavored,
6: you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, lime-flavored.
2: Lime oh, lime. I thought oh, you said lime. wine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so...
6: So what did you want to talk about?
2: Well, I just wanted to... I,
6: I said we can talk about anything. I wanted to figure anything? out how you
2: got the uh, the password to the website to upload that um, that episode of Erasable between uh, you, and, I, I you knew, and Hagen and Les. It,
6: it was, I knew it would be a, a Merlin Man reference, so it was just principle 69. It was pretty <laughs> easy to figure it out. Yeah, that's true. Only you get that joke. Only you get that joke. It's, it's it, terrible.
2: It was just uh, I have a ham radio. That's what it said.
6: <laughs> that's actually a Simpsons reference. Well yeah, he, he but he by by way of that. Merlin. Yeah.
2: Um <laughs> no, that's that's all I have to talk about. What do you want to talk about?
6: Uh I have a I don't know.
2: Oh you have a, you have a uh, Patreon campaign.
6: Oh yes. I I have one uh patron. It is uh <laughs> you. <laughs> Well, it's fancy. You gotta. I know you would back me too, but you have no money because you're a dog. I understand that. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, I have a Patreon. It's at uh, patreon.com/slash toffer. You can back that, and I will send you uh, a. There's different levels, but Andy got an index card with a poorly drawn drawing on the back.
2: It's true. It's now hanging on my refrigerator. You did, yeah.
6: That's the, cool. Yeah, I, I'm actually happy about that. <laughs> what side is it? the 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 uh, The suggestion or the drawing? The drawing.
2: Yeah, no, it's it's on the drawing side, not the suggestion side.
6: Okay, awesome. Have Have you uh, <laughs> tried the suggestion?
2: Um, no, not yet. I should.
6: Uh, I should wow. grab that. Wow, yeah. <laughs> you, you paid for that, and you're kidding. <laughs> that's that what the value
2: is. Two whole dollars.
6: Two whole yeah, every well, month.
2: Well actually it's uh, Rupert and Sebastian who um you know oh. who actually submitted it so they they have not yet paid credit oh, nice. out. Yeah. they they're
6: they're they're good people.
2: Yeah, it's true. They're my cats of course.
6: So uh Tim. What's up? I I, I just want you to know that I, I love you and I wish we talked more. <laughs> I <laughs> love you, too, Tom.
1: I couldn't agree more. <laughs>
6: yeah, shut up, Johnny. It's uh, a regular Johnny, thing. Johnny, Johnny, I do love texting you in the morning. I and, love you, uh, Okay. I didn't say I love you. I said I love texting you. I said you. I love it, too. I love it, it, too. too. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just so you see you confessing your love for me, but I, I just, and I don't really listen to you.
0: That's a uh,
6: secret. That I don't listen to you.
3: No, I'm part. pretty
6: sure that's known. <laughs> the other part. Okay. <laughs> uh Andy, I love you too. Uh I, I should go to bed. You because should. if if I don't end this, you're gonna let it go too long again.
3: <laughs>
2: It'll all be and in it's tears. Already
6: uncomfortable. It's already uncomfortable <laughs> for everyone here. <laughs> just all just all end
2: in tears. All right.
6: All right. Sweet all right. dreams. Um, Sweet uh, dreams Topper. I I, I I love you all. Except for the people listening. Yeah, they're the All right. <laughs> Have a good day. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> See
1: ya Listen,
3: can you pay for you ain't bad, i it all for.
1: Well, I don't actually know how to hang up on. It. <laughs> I just I went to his uh his Patreon. Uh-huh. <laughs> One patron. I'm guessing that is that's you. <laughs> that would be
2: Sebastian Rupert.
1: Yeah. There you go. Yeah. This <laughs> was the first yeah. the, the first post by him. Just says thanks, Andy. Yep. <laughs> bunch A bunch of rewards are being sent out. Uh. Thanks, Andy.
0: <laughs>
2: All right. Uh. Well, um. Hello. Johnny, did you ever hear back from from our friend Commit?
0: Nope, not yet.
2: Okay. Well, uh, I wonder if we should. Should we? Okay. We have t- two things we can do. We can either. Uh, end the show, or we can try this number again.
0: <laughs> Let's try the number.
2: Do you want to try it again?
0: But if it's not her, then we should use some sort of accents.
2: <laughs> I'm going to let you lead this. Lead this, Johnny, okay?
0: not going to be able to do without laughing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, hold on just a second. <laughs> I copied Bye, it. Might. Okay, you ready? <laughs> this has somehow just turned into a prank call show.
1: Yeah, it's just all of a sudden we're like, like, like crank yankers or whatever. Crank anchors, yeah. yeah. We should really do that. <laughs> a one really time. nerdy crank
2: <laughs> Just, just a bunch of puppets. Do you have any puppets we can uh, can make do this? Yeah, okay, some. dialing That's right now. Your
5: call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging <laughs> no. system. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options.
0: Hello, we are calling you to talk about pencils. Please call us back at two. I think you. I think you nailed it. So does he have
1: to hang up on us now?
2: Oh, I guess so. Um, <laughs> <shoot>. <laughs> um,
1: okay. Oh, so, welcome to the Erasable Podcast. Says <laughs> uh, Good, goodbye. Goodbye. I guess you. <laughs>
2: I I actually don't know how to
1: Just... <laughs> he's gonna get the whole uh, end of our episode okay.
2: our... I'm gonna I'm gonna hang up on all of you. Okay and try this
1: Sounds
3: again. <laughs> okay. Let's do
0: it. Technology cooperated all night.
2: Yeah. It has so far. Except for except for that. All right, Tim, you back? I am. Alright. Well, I guess we should probably uh probably just end it on this note. I guess I guess Toffer was the was the ultimate and final guest.
1: He did not disappoint.
2: Yeah.
0: He never does. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, that sounds good.
2: Yeah. That was fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun.
0: Do you want to button it up, time. Johnny? Sure. So we are the Erasable Podcast, in case for some reason you don't already know that. Um, <laughs> like you can that find guy us who we on... just called. Yeah, that poor guy. <laughs> 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 Actually, it would be funny if he you know, he knew where it was and found us on social media and email and passed <laughs> us out or dear sir thanked us for changing his life.
2: That's true. Maybe he <laughs> didn't even know he liked pencils.
0: Like you yeah. guys have just made my life better. Thank you guys. I want to send you each one thousand dollars. Perfect. Random Acts of Graphite.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Random Acts of Graphite.
0: There's the title. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. So whether we called you and left you a voicemail or you just want to find us <laughs> because you're listening to this, you can find us on the internet at Erasable.us. This episode will be at Erasable.us slash 7595 Oh, my goodness. Um, we are on Facebook at the Erasable pod or blah, blah. Facebook.com slash Erasable Podcast. We're on Twitter at Erasable Podcast. on Instagram at Erasable Podcast. And all of those things are very cool, but they pale in comparison to our Facebook group, which is Facebook.com slash groups slash Erasable, which is the only reason, truly and honestly, that I ever even touch Facebook. And I keep hearing that a lot. So you should totally join it. And if you don't, then maybe you're not on Facebook or you don't like things that are fun or pancakes (laughs) (laughs) I don't know something's wrong with you (laughs) so uh, where can folks find you guys on the internet you can find me on Twitter at Tim Wassum and I am on
1: Instagram at Timothy Wassum how about you Andy I am
2: on um, what am I on uh, woodclinch.com mm-hmm. is my pencil blog that as I mentioned before I have not updated for a long time uh, and I'm also uh, on Twitter and Instagram at a at A-W-E-L-F-L-E How about you Johnny?
0: I am on the internet at Pencil Revolution on Twitter at Pencilution on Instagram at my name and if you send me a private message I'll send you my phone number and we can chat in the morning like Toffer and I do <laughs> <laughs> Woo. totally re- we get up early yeah so thanks for calling in especially and for our live folks and for everyone else join in the live stream next time because it's super fun and we added stuff and this way you don't you hear the edited stuff non-edited <laughs> stuff true yeah. all, hey, prank, all prank calls included yep yeah. <laughs>
1: oh my god The intro music for the Erasable Podcast is graciously provided by This Mountain, a collaborative folk rock band from Johnson City, Tennessee. You can check out their music at www.thismountainband.com.